Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joe. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death and UFOs, and other creepy, Cults, weird, random ghosts. stories. There you go. Yeah. No, uh, I'm just naming things in the room. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a cult of ghosts. <laughs> Gun Radio presents Middle Aged and Mediocre. A mother and her two daughters are found dead in their home on Christmas Day in 2002. It doesn't take police long to connect some dots and arrest someone very close to the victims for their murders. This story is a rough one and involves sexual assault of minors and some really dark discoveries. Uh, so, just a little bit of a warning right up front. Uh, fortunately, or as fortunate as it can be in this case, I guess, uh, there are no graphic details of the sexual assault to cover, so you're not going to have to hear any of that. Still just wanted to give a warning up front. Uh, this is a story of Ernest Ulaver Jr. and the tragic crimes he committed on Christmas Eve 2002. My name is Cash. That is... Hi, I'm Joel. That is Joel. We are... Pointed right at me. Pointed right at you. You're the only one in the room. So when I said that is, had to be you. Me. We are middle-aged and mediocre. Clearly. Clearly. Uh, So yeah, uh, with that little bit of a warning up front, kind of want to go over kind of what this podcast is real fast to any new listeners out there. Uh, We do talk about uh, murder quite often. Yeah. Pretty awful, Last week. horrible murders, and uh, but we sandwich it with some fun at the beginning, and then fun at the end. And if that's not you know your thing, you don't think those two should be combined, like we get it. Yeah. But I I've listened to think it of it as a wrap if you want instead of a sandwich. <laughs> yes, a hero. Yeah, a someone, gyro. Someone's against sandwiches. A panini. There you go. Uh, yeah, I've listened to like some true crime podcasts where it's just like. Here's the details. Uh-huh. I'm going to read this in a very monotone voice on the night of December. So yeah. Eight. You're just like, yeah, okay. Like, I tried to listen to some of those today. I didn't go as well. Our style is more of uh, you're hanging out with us, and we just happen to talk about some awful shit for a, few, for a little bit in between the fun. Yeah. So that's what we are. If you're down for that, uh, please stick around. Check out the episode. We hope you'll like it. Uh, for those of you, for those of you who are already familiar with us, hello. I thought you were gonna say for those of you who aren't down with that. Fuck. We off. got two words <laughs> for you. I'm sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's going on, man? This is uh, we are recording this December 18th, 2020. Friday. <clears throat> Friday. Week until Christmas. Week until Christmas. Get fried day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We. Yeah. yeah. Christmas is next week. Yeah. Uh, doesn't feel like it. No. I mean, it is snowing here. That's cool. We got some snow. Feels wintry. Yeah, that's. There's a been a couple of years recently where we haven't had like snow Lots, this yeah. time of year. And we'll see. Who knows what next week will look like? Could, Could be, be sixty degrees again. Could have a tornado. Just MOV or a hurricane. Yep. Weather be changing. Weather be changing. 
I think a couple years ago, I remember on Christmas Eve, I was at my grandma's, and it was 85, 90 degrees and yeah. sunny. I was sweating while I was outside, like, putting up, taking down her, like, Christmas, or doing some of their Christmas decorations. Yeah, yeah stupid. The movie? Uh, yeah, so what's been going on, man? It's been a week. Last week, we talked about uh, some pretty awful stuff. Yeah, really terrible we Jump back into the murder game. I was like, it's got to be better this week. It's not. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> it's not. We're gonna keep that dark train rolling. I hope it doesn't ruin my association of Ernest Saves Christmas. I would never do this that. This is like the opposite. Ernest ruins Christmas. Is this guy? The guy's name's Ernest. Ernest. Holy shit. Yeah. Ernest. I think it's so. I don't know if it's Ulaver or it's spelled. So it's probably Hulaver uh-huh. or Hulaver. I don't know. It's spelled W H O L A V E R. Hulliver, I don't Hulliver? know. Hulliver? That's yeah. probably it. Ernest Hulliver Jr. is what I believe this guy's name is. So, it's not Ernest. He does not save Christmas. No. He makes Christmas awful. Ruins it. Uh, I, now that you say that, though, I hate associating this with that movie. Uh, Ernest P. Worrell is... Yeah. Know what I mean, Vern? You know what I mean, Vern? He <laughs> is a true American hero. Yeah, he is. Oh, we love you. We love you, <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> okay. He did. Uh, he dead too. Man, why do you gotta why you gotta is. bring it down? What's his real name? Uh oh, Ernest. Ernest uh his friends call him Ernest, that's what I call him. I can't believe I I feel I feel real bad right now. Yeah. I feel terrible about this. Oh Jim Varney? Jim Varney. Right, Thank you. Save me from Googling. I just wanted you to feel bad for a little bit first. You can always go to Rutland, Ohio and see Jim Varney Park. Really? Nope. Oh. It looks like it, though. When you drive by the sign, uh-huh. we thought it said Jim Varney Park. Oh. And we were like, oh, my God, <gasps> it's Ernest's Park. Why is it here? And it wasn't. I was it ready was... to go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Turn uh, down. Good to that place. Some weird stuff has been going on in my life. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I posted something on Twitter about it. Uh, had to steal back my own vehicle. Your old truck, right? My old truck. I had yeah. to steal it back. Mr. Two Truck. <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of the goddamn thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So oh, well, it sounds like you did. I don't. Wasn't, where's the problem? Well, so okay. either you try to get rid of it or you steal it back. So the truck I had for a long time was a '98 uh, Dodge Dakota. Uh, bought it off some dudes that use it on like just for farm use. I uh-huh. drove it for a while. Like it yeah. was a good truck, but it was it was held up. It was held together by bungee cords. Yep, literally. Uh, in places, you had to slam it really hard. The window was no longer working. <laughs> It was missing the inside door panel of the driver's side. It was a lot, but I loved it. I I can get a lot of usage out of uh-huh. most things. So had uh, some good stickers on it. Had some real good stickers on it. Uh-huh. So I finally uh, finally got a new vehicle. Yep. There a couple like a couple months ago. Got the stepdad mobile. Yes, it houses twenty six people <laughs> in it. But this truck. So uh, I needed to get. So our buddy Tim opened a gym a few years back. Uh huh. And I helped him open it by taking out a loan, used my truck's collateral on this loan, even though they never should have done that deal. Yeah. Because my truck, uh, I only paid like 2800 3000 for uh-huh. it, and they gave me a $5,000 loan. It's not worth that. It's not worth that. <laughs> yeah. and, they, and they knew that after uh-huh. like they did it. And I, uh, I lost my job a couple years ago at some point. Loan never got paid back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But they never came and got the truck because they were like, what the fuck are we going to do with this thing? Uh-huh. So, anyways, uh, so I don't exactly know who has the title. Like, I don't think I don't have the title anymore because I had to give them the title. But I don't know if they ever like 
I don't know if it goes to their name. Yeah, if they sold it to another collection agency. Well, it, or... oh, the debt is in another collection agency because they call me a lot. Okay. <laughs> and I had to block the number. <laughs> you become friends with them. Like, they text me all the time. It's uh, getting ridiculous. Uh, a little, little clingy, yeah. I think. A little clingy. It's like they're not getting their money. It's like they don't get the message. I don't want anything to do with them. I'm not into them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's not me. It's them. Yeah. So. You don't, you don't even want to be friends. I, I got to ghost them. Yeah. But, so, this truck. Uh, I need to get rid of it, but I can't sell it. I don't have the lease. So uh, a couple family members of mine, I won't say names. Uh-huh. I won't go into too much detail on that. Okay. They wanted it. Uh, many, many years back, I had my very first car was this little shitty Toyota Corolla. And when I went, I got something better, uh, we, gave, we gave these family members this car. Uh-huh. And they were supposed to go get the name, go put the, go put it in their name, you know, whatever. Make it all legal. Make it legal. Official. A couple months after we give it to them, uh, my license is suspended because they got pulled over for a speeding ticket, never paid it. Car was still in my name. Oh, they got you. So there was a big mess. Yeah. So I had to go, you know, whatever. So here we are, years later. They want this truck, but they say we're not going to drive it. We just want to take it down to the farm we have. We want to use it to, like, drive through the mud. We're going to chop off the back end of it and uh-huh. do this, whatever. So, uh, myself and my mom, we talk about this. We go back and forth whether we should do this or not. Pros and cons. Can we trust them to do the right thing with this shit? Finally, we think. Finally, we decide, yeah. We'll let them have We explicitly say over and over and over again, you, you cannot drive this truck. Unless it is on this farm. Yeah. That is it. Not for road. Not for the road. You need to get the spray paint and spray paint farm use on Yes, it and- all that. So that was, uh, so they came and got it a little over a week ago. Did you hug it? I did not. Oh. They came and got it a little over a week ago. I wasn't even here where they got it. Yeah. Uh, it's easier that way. Before, Monday morning, I get a, I get a text from my mom, or a call from my mom. Uh, some random dude named Dale... Has my truck? Has the truck, and is just out about like it's he it he has it now and he's driving it. Dale, some dude named Dale. Oh wow, you'd never want to get mixed up with a dude named Dale. <sighs> Ain't been a good Dale since old number three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. God rest your merry soul, Dale. Dale, number three, the Intimidator. Yep. So we're like, are you? F-? I was pissed. Yeah. So like, I leave work. That wasn't the agreement. I tell, like, I tell my, uh, boss, I was like, you're a man of honor. I was like, I gotta go. Yeah. I was like, some shit, I gotta deal with some shit. And I was like, hopefully I don't end up in jail. I gotta kill Adele. I gotta kill Adele. Adele? <laughs> so, singer? That's not what we said. We're told that the truck is on this one street. We drive up and down. Can't find it. Get a hold of the family member. And he's basically, oh, I don't know. I'm real sick right now. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Ah. Uh. Don't give a shit. You're like, okay, well, just call me when you have time. <laughs> like we thanks. Do I not bother get, you. You don't give a shit about how you feel right now. Uh, so then we find out it's in Williamstown. So uh, we get Dale's number. Uh huh. And we we talk with Dale, and he's like, I already put the in- I already got my insurance transferred over to it, which is bullshit. What the hell? Like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, and we're like, we don't care. We don't care. Bring this truck back. Like, no, you should not. It's not It's not for you. Yeah. It was not for my family member to give you. 
It's you know, for roads. For the farm. farm use. So. Unless you're a donkey, Dale. Key thing to remember about Dale is, uh-huh. just a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, he got super, super high on something and wrecked his truck into a telephone pole and totaled it. Oh. So Dale's not the most reliable dude or the most trustworthy <laughs> Uh, and he's basically a drug dealer who's been in Florida and Kentucky, uh-huh. been in a lot of legal trouble, has a history, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, you know what? There's a real good chance Dale fucking kill somebody in my truck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, if dumbass can't do drugs and drive safely, uh, he can, who knows you know, he's capable who knows? Of. And then it's going to come back on me. Yeah. So he's, you know, we're telling him, hey, bring the goddamn truck back. Well, I got COVID. We don't care. Yeah. Bring the fucking truck back. Yeah. You know, I'll don't don't give hose. a shit. Yeah. Uh, he just starts ignoring us then. So next day, I leave work early again. Fucking dumping the snow down. This is Wednesday. Yeah, day it, it snowed. Was. We go to Williamstown. Drive all around Williamstown. Oh, my God. Don't know where the fuck this thing is. My, another family member who knows about the situation calls, and he's like, hey, I'm looking at your truck right now. Oh, I decided to come out here and start looking for it because I kind of know. He's like, I kind of knew the area he was in. Yeah. So I was like, all right, awesome. We're th- we're right here, near there. Be there in a second. He's like, okay, I'm going to kind of park down the street a little bit. He's like, if anything, I got your back. Whatever. And this is you and your mom? This is me and my mom in okay. my mom's car. So we see the truck. It's parked in this guy's driveway. And I'm like, all right, I got a spare key, uh-huh. but I don't have the keys. So I was like, ah. I was like, I'm going to go up to his door. Try to get the keys. So as I'm walking towards the door, I realize, man, it is real dark in that house. I can't see inside the house. Uh-huh. It seems sketchy. Like, everything about it seems sketchy. <laughs> as soon as you said Dale, it seems exactly, sketchy. Exactly, man. You're and again, to it. again, old Dale has a, sh- a shady history in Florida, uh-huh. shady history in Kentucky. Uh, Honestly, if you want to drive that truck, you're shady. Yeah, I've, I've at this point, that, I've been in that truck. Ninety-nine <laughs> percent uh, chance that the reason he had the truck is because it was traded to him uh-huh. for meth yeah. by my family. Yeah, that's probably what happened. So you know, I'm like, "Fuck this!" I got the spare key, and I'm like looking, and the way the way the front door with the little porch, and then my truck is at any second. Because I can't see in the house. Uh-huh. So I don't know if he can see me. I don't yeah. know if he knows. He can have all the lights off just staring out the well, window. Well, I'd already tried to call and text him. Because I was like, hey, we're in Williamstown. Where the fuck are you? Where's yeah. this truck? So I was like, he could be looking out this window right now. Uh-huh. I can't see in. He could easily step out on this porch. Two shots. And I'm done. Like, he's got the high ground on me. So I was like, fuck it. You're on his property. I'm on his property. So maybe. Yeah. I mean, somebody's property. <laughs> so I thought I'm just like. Fuck it. Yeah. Jump in the truck. Spare key. Boom. Hit the, hit the uh, turn it on. Put it in reverse. Hear a real loud dinging. Yeah. Look down. It's empty. No gas. Oh. So I just put it in fucking neutral. Coast it down. Kick it to drive. Hit the gas as hard as I can to give it a little bit of a boost. Whatever fumes are there. And I, I basically roll into a gas station a little bit down the... But yeah. So there yeah. for like those few seconds. Real big adrenaline rush. Yeah. Of like, all right. That door swings open. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I had a knife in my pocket, like I had my hand on it. Don't take a knife to a gunfight. Didn't have a gun, man. I had that <laughs> Nerf gun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, got it. Got it back though. Oh. Uh, put it somewhere not here. 
and in a few days it'll be uh, taken to a crusher, and it'll be gone forever. Ooh, we get to watch that? Probably not. Uh, there's some dude that's going to do it. Uh, Did, is he buying it off of you? Or? He's. I told him he could have whatever they're going to give him at the yeah. junkyard. All right. So he's cool with that. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh definitely could have died. Definitely could have got shot at. That's sketchy, man. Definitely could have had an an altercation. Yeah. Which, uh, if Dale would have came out unarmed or even like with a knife, I'd have murdered Dale. Yeah. Like I was in that mind frame where I was like, I'm gonna fucking, hurt Dale. Around with this I'm shit. hurting Dale bad. Damn. I want to hurt my family member. That Do did you this. think you'll learn this time and not help your family? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I already told my mom. That this particular person is dead is dead to me. Yeah. Like uh, they've had so many, ch- they fucked up so much throughout life. Yeah, and uh, my mom has went above and beyond sure. for them. Like over the, the past just few tried years, to give them another vehicle. Well, like not even own. just that. Like just the stuff she's done for them over yeah. the past few years. It's been ridiculous. I would never do it. And she gets like zero appreciation. No. She gets taken advantage of. So that's, yeah, like I bad. Yeah, yeah. So for weed. Except for that, man. Yeah, except man. for the psychedelics. Except for the fun man, stuff. Dell was just smoking weed. You, you could have gone in there, packed a peace pipe. We could have. We could have give you the truck. We could have sat in the truck and did it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. But no, man. He's got to get into that. That. Me- I mean, his name's Dale. Yeah, his name's Dale. Again, after number three, never been a good Dale. What about Junior? He is Dale Jr. though, yeah. like, and he by was, proxy. I don't even. He was grandfathered in. I think of him more as like a Scott. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he when I see him and he talks, I was like, I that's a real Scott. Like a, a Taylor or something. Scott yeah. Taylor, Taylor yeah. Scott. Scott Taylor Earnhardt. Yeah, there we go. S T E. Oh, there, there goes there goes one endorsement <laughs> opportunity. Man, we could have had Dale Jr.'s <laughs> endorsement. So that's my story. I'm glad you didn't get shot and you got your truck back in there. Yeah, and then like so that you know you were in the truck. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It doesn't run the the best. What? And I don't remember <laughs> like so. I've had my new vehicle for a couple months now. Uh huh. So I don't know if the way the truck sounded when I was in it is just the way it used to sound. It sounded awful. Okay, so maybe it was just still that. <laughs> I could hear you like as soon as you left your street, I'd hear you come to my apartment. Dude, like I said, I can get a lot of use out of something. Like yeah. I I almost literally drove it drove it till the wheels fell off. Yeah. Like you you drove it. I wear shoes for years. Like I I'm not a yeah, I don't need nice things. So you got one now. Your little your your yeah. new car is really nice. But uh, so don't let Dale near it. Oh, what Dale's listening right now? What do you have to say to Dale? Well, I've on like so I honestly like because he knows where we live. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because he was here one like not inside the house, but he was here. Yeah. To drop this family person off once. So like I I the past couple of days I've been like. Kind of leery of like if I hear a vehicle outside and a car door, I'm like kind of checking. Yeah. Not that I think he'd be that dumb. Yeah. So, but you but know. he is Dale. But he does have the keys to the truck. Oh. Yeah. Which is like I said, the truck's not here. Yeah. So he doesn't know. Like you're not gonna find it. But you're you're still a little bit on Dale alert. A little bit. A little right. bit. So when well, you walked in, I'm I had the Nerf gun pointed at you just in case. I know. I pissed myself. You did. I Smell, do that every time. Smells I come awful. Here. <laughs> well, I mean, you're welcome. You don't have COVID. You can smell. Let's Good see point. if you can taste. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Open up. Okay. So, before we get into the uh, the main story, uh, i got a question of the week for you, Joel. All right. got the random question of the week for you. And I'm going to go 
I'm going to pick the category for you this time. We're using, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Uh, we're using an app called Poddex, P-O-D-D-E-C-K-S. Uh, and you can check it out. You can download the app, Poddex. We're not sponsored by them. We'd like to be. Yeah. Uh, but this is, they kind of give you some uh, cards, conversation starters with some questions. And uh, they got random categories you can go on their app and you can look at some of the cards for free. Um, if you don't want to buy the decks. So I'm going to, I'm using those right now and I'm going to go with a, would you rather? All right. Actually, you know what? I just saw this category. I'm going to go with it instead. Holiday traditions. It's that time of the year. So question, the random question of the week. It's not going to be that one because you do not celebrate Hanukkah. I don't think, uh, random question of the week. Joe, can you name? All of the reindeer. Uh, Rudolph. Okay. Comet. Okay. Comet one. Um, I'm pretty. Like, hold on. I'm getting the list. <laughs> I'm getting the list right now. Reindeer names. Oh man. Uh, I probably can't. What? Uh, My daughter could. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I got them. All right. So you said Rudolph. You said Rudolph. Comet. Comet. That's yeah, two. Um, There's seven more. <laughs> Juicy. Nope. What else um, you got though? Jose. Okay, juicy. Okay, so so Rudolph, Comet. Yeah. Juicy. Yeah. Jose. Jose. Okay. F- uh, five more. <laughs> five more. Five more. Santa was a greedy fuck, man. Um, biscuit. Biscuit. Okay, four more. <laughs> I like the names though. Sunshine. Sunshine. Uh, we got Rudolph, Comet, Juicy. Jose, Biscuit, and Sunshine. Yeah. Three more. All right. Frank. For, hey, Frank. Eh, Frank's, <laughs> Frank's a little weird. I already said Comet, right? Already, but there could be... There Jupiter? Could be, could be two Comets. Is there Jupiter? Uh, a Jupiter. All right. And Sleepy. And Sleepy. Yep. You got two right. How close was it? You I got two. two. Oh, man. Uh, the reindeer, of course, are... Dixon? Close. That's that's way closer. Okay. Uh, they are Connor uh, on Dasher. Dasher on Dancer. Dancer on Prancer and Vixen. Oh, Vixen on Comet. On Cupid. There's a Cupid on Donner and Blitzen. And then Rudolph, you okay. you fucking red nosed weirdo. <laughs> you do some shit too. There's a Cupid. Reindeer? There's a Cupid. I like yours though. I like Jose and Juicy a lot. I like Jose <laughs> Reindeer. <laughs> Yeah, I like, though, to think that maybe there's just two comets. Just, just yeah. Two comets showed up, and they're just like, well, all right. We got, uh, yeah. we got regular a. comet and weird comet. Yeah, comet B. Yeah. Close. You got two. Man. Not very Christmassy of you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone's like, I don't give a fuck. Almost. Almost. I don't understand why you wouldn't. I'm going to start studying up, though, and I'll, uh, I'll know them reindeer. <laughs> I probably couldn't name back four of them right now. I will ask you again next week, and I bet you're not, you won't even get two. I'll forget the ones I got. <laughs> you'll, the, you'll know Rudolph. Yeah, yeah everyone knows Rudolph. Which uh, uh, just makes me think of the Rudolph, uh, the animated thing that's on every year. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite like Christmas. Christmas traditional movie? Not like... Probably Christmas Story. A Christmas Story? Yeah, that's always been it for me. I haven't watched it probably last 10, 15 years, you know, but, like, just growing up, I watch that every year. And 
I just watched uh, Charlie oh. Brown's Christmas uh, the other day again. Mm. Pretty good. Pretty I don't good. Remember anything Holds about up. That. Little little shitty tree that he goes and gets. See, I know about the Charlie Brown Christmas tree because you know it's a. But yeah, I guess that would be from the movie. That would be from the movie. <laughs> and there's like so I wonder if the so that was in 1960 something is when that came out, and uh, Lucy sends Charlie to get a tree and tells him to get an aluminum one. So where they go to get him and Linus go to get the tree, and they got a bunch of aluminum trees, and then he sees a little shitty real one. Yeah. Were aluminum Christmas trees a thing? You were alive in the 60s. In the 60s. <laughs> but I was already so old. Though. You were already. You know, I was out of the game. <laughs> out of the I, tree game. I don't know. Maybe because of the war they had these aluminum. <laughs> we're going to go with that. that. Doesn't make sense. We're going to go with that. From <laughs> now on, everybody, you let, us, you let people know, hey, did you know that back in the 60s, because of the war... People had to use aluminum Christmas trees. They needed the real trees in the war. It's true. Man, you were right about that. That's why they're called tree-hugging hippies. They're against the war, and they didn't want the trees and to they, go to war. And they hugged. And they the, hugged them to try to keep the them trees. here. All right. I'm going to go with it. Boom. I'm going to say all that's factual. You learned something on this podcast. It's history. All right. You ready to get into the bad stuff? Yeah. All right. So this week. Ernest Rollins Christmas. Ern- How do you say his name is probably pronounced? Who? What spell it again? W H O L A V E R. Hulaver. Hulaver. Yep. Well, that's what we're going to go with. Yeah, we can just call him Ernest. Yeah, we're going to talk about Erle- Ernest Hulaver Jr. All right. So, uh, this takes place in Middletown, Pennsylvania. Uh, and again, it takes place in, in 2002. Yeah, fairly recent. Yeah. Uh, years. So, December 24th, 2002, uh, Jean Hulover, uh, age 43, and her two daughters, uh, Elizabeth, age 15, who went by the nickname of Izzy, and then Victoria, age 20, along with Victoria's nine-month-old little girl, Madison, uh, were supposed to be arriving at Jean's parents' home for Christmas Eve. Hate it already. Uh... They were supposed to be, or uh, there. So yeah, in their her parents' homes in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Okay. About a two and a half hour drive, and this is a uh, annual tradition. Uh, Jean and the kids would show up. Uh, used to her husband Ernest would come with them, and uh, they'd always go to her parent Joe and Mary's house the night before the uh, Christmas for dinner. It's called Christmas Eve. It's called Christmas Eve. Uh, they would stay the night in the morning, Christmas morning, open gifts. Yeah. So this year, uh, it was going to be Jean and just, it was just going to be the Jean and the girls because her and, uh, Ernest had separated after 20 years of marriage. Ooh, 20 years. And, uh, they didn't show up at the parents' house. So is Ernest the dad to the girls? Yeah. Okay. Ernest is, uh, Izzy Victoria and, and, Izzy Vic- is... and Victoria's okay. dad. And then Madison is Victoria's little girl, nine-month-old little girl. Grandpa Ernest. So they didn't show up. Uh, Jean's mother gets pretty worried. She calls the police. Um, she asks, like, you know, hey, any uh, any accidents on the highway? Yeah. You know, you guys hear anything? Um, no, nothing's been going on. Uh, she calls the Middletown police to see if they'll do like, yeah, Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. We're pretty busy, lady. We got a lot of reindeer. He's like, no, seriously, tonight. have you seen heard anything about Fucking Juicy ran over <laughs> oh. Grandma. Uh, 
So she calls the Middletown police, see if they can go do a welfare check. Uh huh. And the Middletown police is basically like, hey, you know, it is Christmas Eve. Uh, a lot of people traveling. Um, bad weather. Yeah. Snowy. Uh, maybe wait, see if they make it. Like, maybe they just got delayed because no. of the weather. Um, you know, if they're not there by the morning. Another outstanding police uh, force, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Not to knock the police, but. I mean, you know, though, it it is kind of logical. Yeah. There's a lot of, tra- you know, it's bad weather, travel. It's two and a half hour drive. Yeah, so, you know, maybe they're just running late. So, you know, they say, hey, if they're not there by morning, give us a call. By morning. So, they're not there. Christmas morning yeah. shows up. They're not there. Uh, so, she calls back Middletown Police Department once again. Says, hey, they still haven't made it. Can you please go check? So, they go check. Uh, so, Christmas, December 25th, 2002, 7 a.m., uh, Sergeant Robert Givler of the Middletown Police Department, uh, just came on duty. He gets contacted by a uh, dispatch. He had to clean up and get to work. Go check out the home of Gene Hulever. Hulever. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, I didn't want to sound dumb. You did, though. Oh, okay. You did. Sorry. Uh, when the officer shows up, um, he pulls up the house. Everything looks fine. Nothing looks weird. Uh, he knocks on the front door, rings the doorbell. Steals the truck. Steals the truck. What truck? That's my truck. Uh, yeah. He really can't see much going on, though. Uh, so he goes around to the back of the house, and he notices that the windows in the garage door have been broken out. Oh. So he grabs the garage door, uh, opens, opens it, goes on in. Uh, family car still in the garage, so they never left. Uh-huh. Or so it seems, you know. He knocks on the door that leads in from the garage. It's like an attached garage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, door opens as he knocks on it, like in every horror movie ever made. Uh, oh, so no one's there, just him knocking. Yeah, so he knocks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he goes on it. He says, hey, I'm this dude from here. I'm coming in. Nobody responds. Uh, so he goes into the little hallway as soon as he enters the doorway, or enters the door, walks through the kitchen, and there he sees a female body lying on the floor. Oh, cold to the touch. Uh, definitely dead. Yeah. So, he calls for backup, and uh, officers show up, backup shows up, but they're still waiting for detectives. So, while that's going on, they're just sweeping the scene, Uh making sure, see if there's anybody else, making sure nobody's... Trying not to disturb too much, but just... Making sure sure no no one's still there. Yeah. 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 Uh, They clear the bottom floor, and as they do that, they hear noises coming from upstairs. So, they make their gun, they make their way upstairs, guns drawn, basically, guns at their side, ready to go. Well, yeah. Oh, this is this is bad. Uh, they get they get to the top of the stairs. They see another female victim dead, with a baby, uh, still alive, oh. uh, in her arms, oh. like hanging onto her shirt. So Victoria. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, so officers get the baby, um, take it downstairs. Got to the ambulance. Uh, they find out the baby, the Mad- Madison, the baby, uh-huh. uh, was okay. Didn't nine have any month, injuries. Nine months old. Yeah. Uh, had suffered from dehydration, though, because they're pretty sure she'd been in the house for at least 30 hours. Wow. Just on her own, like, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, then they find a third female victim. My kid's 18 now. Yeah. Madison. Yeah. I'm just 19. They find a uh, third victim... Uh, laying across the bed in the bedroom at the end of the hall. So all three women, Jean, uh, 
Elizabeth, Izzy, Izzy and Victoria. Victoria. Uh, all three women have been shot dead with a single shot from a small caliber weapon. Uh, Jean had been shot in the head and was found. In, she was the first one found in the kitchen. Uh, they police believe that she was uh, probably making her morning coffee around like 4 a.m., getting ready for the day. The Christmas, you know, really early Christmas Eve. Yeah, uh, killer snuck. Seemed like they snuck up, fired uh, a single shot. The door's been doing that, and it's creepy as shit. Yeah, it the is. door's been opening on sound outside. Uh, did it early Dale's before you here. got here, and I was like, Dale. <laughs> Every time you say Dale, by the way, I think you say Adele. Adele. And I'm very confused for a split second. I'm like, right. what's Adele doing? Uh, I mean, I know what you're saying, though. Um, so, yeah, they think she, she was making a morning coffee. Killer snuck up. Boom. Single Coward. shot. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I think the coffee thing is because the coffee filter was, like, laying right there. Like, she, uh, whatever. Uh, she spelled out, almost had my morning almost. coffee with blood. Don't even shoot me till I've had my morning coffee. <laughs> we should be making those kind of jokes. That's what this show is, and we apologize. <laughs> but I had to do it. It was there, and I took it. Oh, man. The second victim was a 20-year-old. It was uh, Victoria shot the top of her head she was the one holding the baby of course uh-huh. her baby uh they assumed that she had kind of like crouched over to protect the baby yeah shot in the head top of the head uh i heard the gunshot grabbed the baby you know and yeah uh izzy made his way upstairs izzy was the last one found uh-huh uh she was the one laying on the bed had a single gunshot wound to her left eye and uh, the shot was definitely up close because there were burn marks around the eye. Wow. And her hand was burned from where she had grabbed the barrel. Wow. So, like, gun was put in her eye. Yeah. She grabs it. Boom. Uh, no weapon was found in the house. So, uh, they start looking around the crime scene. They find out that uh, at the back of the house, the wires to the phone lines have been cut. This is 2002. And the garage door was window was broken into. Yeah. Um, so nobody could have called for help. Like, if they had phones, it would have been, like, I mean, 2002. Like, I don't even know what would have been. Yeah, I mean. I didn't get in. I, I didn't even have a cell phone for a long time. But. No, I didn't either. I'm sure some sort of cell phone exists. I mean. They, they wouldn't have been good. The coverage isn't yeah. great. Who knows? You know, who, yeah. nobody, not everybody had They weren't, the yeah, they weren't as, like, you know, prominent as they are right yeah. now. So you get your house phone cut. You're screwed. Yeah. Um, so, as usual with these kind of things, they start looking at who's closest to the victims first. Sure. And, uh, you know, and then the – so, like you said, like, another example of, like, uh, kind of shitty cops, like we get a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. These guys These guys weren't bad. Yeah. So, they kind of, like, immediately identify uh, that Gene and Ernest had separated – and the reason they separated is because uh, both Victoria and Izzy uh, had made allegations in the summer of 2002 that their father was molesting them. And Victoria had been keeping this secret for years, actually, and she had only not said anything out of the hope that if she stayed quiet and let this happen, wouldn't do it to Izzy. So she had actually she found out that it was happening to Izzy too, and she called her aunt, and was like hysterical, and was like saying like uh, it's happening to Izzy, it's happening to Izzy. He promised it wouldn't happen to her. It's dad. He's doing this to us. Yeah. So that's when like aunt gets a hold of the mom. Whatever. Marriage is over. Yeah. So uh, police immediately look into Ernest, and uh, when this happens. Um, 
uh, Jean filed charges, or they, you know, the charges were filed. She filed for a, uh, it's called a protection from abuse, uh, PFA, and he had to vacate the home, mm-hmm. and uh, he wasn't allowed near them. Sure. And he was on bail, which, you know, probably should, don't even put the guy on bail. Yeah. You know, I know there are allegations, and you got to make sure they're true, but maybe don't put the guy on bail. Uh, he'd been let out in July of 2002 um, on a $100,000 bail pending a trial. Uh, the trial was going to be held in January 2003. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he had actually he actually moved back into his parents' home uh, a few hours, like two or three hours away. Yeah. Cambria, uh, Cambria County, Cambria County. A little bit away. A little bit of ways away. So, yeah, they go. Um, it's three hours. So, de- detectives travel three hours uh, to question him. They bring him into the local police station. Uh, his brother brings him, Scott. Scott Hulover, Hulover. He brings him to the police station. Uh, Ernest says, you know, yeah, hey, I heard about those murders, uh, but I don't know who could have done it. Like, yeah, you know. I was here. Uh, he has an alibi, says that him and his brother Scott were out uh, spotting deer and coyote up in the mountains. There's one. They, that, what does that mean, spotting? Uh, you, so you go, uh, you have a... There's another one. You li- it's literally, like you have a big spotlight, uh-huh. and you just go and spotlight. It's like you poaching, basically. Oh, so they do kill it still. Yeah. It's just yeah. an easier way to... Like, it's illegal in yeah, most places. it's another you, coward move. Yeah. Sounds like. Uh, you pretty much, like, you go down, like, back roads. Uh-huh. Like, around here, I remember... When oh, I was, I've done that, yeah. We just ride them with your car, and they just stop and Well, stare. like, I remember as a kid, like, when I found out it was illegal, it was because, like, people would just go down back roads, uh-huh. have these big-ass spotlights... Shine them into a field yeah. at night. You get 15, 20 of them out there. Uh-huh. Take a rifle. It's gonna be. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. So it's illegal. Shooting deer in a field. Yeah. So, yeah. but that's what you he says they were to doing. Catch a deer. I as a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did it as a drunk idiot once. Oh really? How I was that... like, let me out. I'm gonna catch a deer. Didn't, didn't go well. Nope. <laughs> They're very fast. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I thought I could. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was drunk. They're very fast. I they used are. to try to catch a rabbit in my backyard as a kid uh-huh. when I was really little. There I would was, do that. There was always like three or four rabbits. Yep, staying really still. Never caught one. Nope. They're really fast too. They are. It's weird how fast animals are. I know. How slow we are. Do you think that would like helped us become faster as drunk children? <laughs> so yeah, they. He says that. Hey, we're out there doing that. We were we were doing that from like two a.m. to like. Nine. Whatever time these murders <laughs> stop. Like, what would be a good time for me to say I've been doing this? Uh, and Scott backed up the alibi. So, the police, for their credit, I think, uh, they don't immediately go. Like, you know how a lot of times, and a lot, I don't, like in a lot of cases, I don't know really so much ones we've covered, but a lot of cases, police kind of have like a suspect that they like uh-huh. right from the get go. And then, kind of, no matter what, they don't leave that suspect. Yeah, they want they try to make the evidence fit, fit that, that suspect. suspect. Yeah. So these guys actually like so they get this they get this alibi. Uh-huh. And they probably like you know make like a little tab like well let's check back on these yeah. guys. But they do go and they check into a guy named Frankie Ramos. Uh, he's the he's the father of Madison. Uh huh. And uh, him and All right, so I'm glad Ernest isn't the father. I was gonna right ask that. right yeah. He's a reindeer and the father so, of Madison. So, uh, Madison's mother was Victoria. Yep. Uh, 20 years old. Him and Victoria had kind of lived together a little for a little while, but uh-huh. they didn't have a great relationship. Um, I can't imagine Victoria was probably able to have a relationship with too right. many men. Probably a pretty awkward. Probably yeah. bad, bad days. Yeah. 
Um, it's just so bad. It's so awful. Police had even been out to their house before for, like, domestic disturbances, I'm uh-huh. guessing. Um, Frankie didn't even believe that Madison was his until paternity test proved it. Um, Frankie's almost as bad as name as Dale, though. Like, Frank's good. <laughs> yeah, but you're But Frankie? then if you're Frankie, yeah. like, yeah. What are, you, what are you doing? You're a grown man. What are you doing with your life? Yeah. yeah, I don't trust you. He's avoiding children. So his alibi was verified, though, and he was cleared. Uh, then they look into uh, another guy that Victoria had had an on-again, off-again relationship with. Uh-huh. Uh, this guy's name was Turner Higgins. Um, and they had recently had a little bit of a falling out. But uh, they looked into his stuff, and he was good to go. He was cleared. So... They turn back to Ernest. Yep. They start looking at him again. And they get search warrants uh, for his for the residence he's in, in Cambria County, uh, and for Scott's vehicle, uh, the brother. Yeah. So in the vehicle, in Scott's trunk, they find a notebook. And in this notebook, in Scott's handwriting, it says, quote, we were out spotting deer and coyotes. So, like, I don't know if Scott... not murdering. Like, did the guy want to just make sure he didn't want to forget? Did, did How he, hard is that alibi? Maybe he's trying to plant evidence, like, oh, I left my diary in my truck. <laughs> I you guess. You made one entry ever? I, I would have loved it. Was it was a really special day. I don't know if that's the case. That would yeah. be hilarious to think. Like, it's just the first page. Yeah. It's got he, a little He bought the notebook. It. It's got the receipt. <laughs> it's actually like a little girl's diary with, like, the little <laughs> key and lock it, you know? Yeah, I just find it crazy that, like, Why would you, write you couldn't remember the alibi. Yeah, spotlighting. It was real easy. It wasn't even complicated. Oh. Uh, so, they arrest Ernest and Scott. Um, Scott is arrested. But did they find other evidence that were able to arrest him? I mean, uh, really just be the notebook. Doesn't really say. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I don't know. The notebook's pretty... It's pretty. Uh, <laughs> That's just what they were doing. It's they pretty were damning, doing. I think. Like, why uh, would you write that? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's not legal to write. Okay. I guess. I mean, I guess. <laughs> so, like, that's just what I'm reading is what they. That's the quote they used. Uh huh. But I. I mean, I guess it could have been like a journal entry, like me and Ernest went and spotted deer and coyote today. It yeah. was a good day. You know, maybe yeah. it was a full entry. I don't yeah. know. But they arrest him. Okay. Uh, Ernest. Uh, he contacts a lawyer. Um. Doesn't say anything, and he leaves with the lawyer. Scott, though, he stays behind, and he keeps trying to stick to that al- that alibi. But then he is shown the crime scene photos of Gene and the girls, yeah. and he breaks the fuck down. <laughs> confesses to everything. Uh, confesses to what he knows. Yeah. So he tells police that he drove Ernest to their home in the early morning of Christmas Eve 2002. Uh-huh. Um, he said that, you know, I know that Ernest, I knew that Ernest Bale said his conditions were that he couldn't be anywhere near the home, but I took him anyways. Uh, and he, uh, something about like Ernest said he was just going to get his dog. Uh He just wanted to go to the house and get his dog. Uh, best I can tell there wasn't a dog. (laughs) So like, I would think Scott would know that. Maybe not. I don't know how close these two guys are. Sounds super smart. Doesn't sound the brightest. Probably a little brother. Probably the guest. Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he said they arrive around 4 a.m. About the time they think that she Jean gets shot. So what the fuck were they doing? Two and a half hours away. They're probably drunk too. I'm sorry. I mean, if they're two hours away, they decide at 2 a.m. They're like, hey, let's go on over and get this dog. 
Right. Like, I mean, I need to go get my dog at I two in the morning. Maybe have drinking or something, or probably. Or going that early, that this was the plan the whole time. Or like, I couldn't really find a lot about Scott. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe like. Uh, he's one of those like dudes that like Ernest bosses him around. Yeah, and Ernest might be like, "Hey, we're going yeah. here now." Just, you, know, you know, I don't know. Like I said if it's the little brother older brother dynamic, that could be. Yeah, he apparently has some sense of wrong and right though, yeah. because as soon as he saw what happened, he yeah. was like, "All right, fuck." He like, lie yeah. Um, he said that. Uh, so they get there. Um, Ernest tells him to park about a block away and stay in the car. Never a good sign. Yeah. Um. He hear gunshots. Definitely not me. Yeah, he grabs some stuff from the back seat, takes off towards the house. About ten minutes later, he comes back, gets in the car, tells him to drive back to Cambria County, um, but not to their home. To drive a little bit further north, out into the woods. Again, let's go spot like let's go spot coyotes and deer. Yeah. Uh, according to Scott, Ernest was in a very agitated state when he came back. Um, and wouldn't tell him what had happened. Yeah. So when they get to the woods out in Cambria County, uh, Ernest leaves the car, walks into the woods with a pistol and a shotgun. And when he gets back, he doesn't have either of those anymore with oh. him. So uh, Scott actually went ahead and took the police out to that area, though, where they had stopped and Ernest uh-huh. left the guns. Uh, there's a bit, there's a pretty big search. It's looking like there's nothing out there that Scott's full of shit yeah or maybe Ernest went back out and moved them well uh so as they're about to call it quits and move on to you know something else uh a cop looks down and he sees something kind of orange sticking out between some rocks uh-huh. uh and he goes ahead and grabs it and it's the pistol and like the barrel is all rusted uh so i don't know if like the weather must have i don't know how that exactly happens yeah. because i don't know how long of a time frame we're thinking it's pretty. Cl- it's pretty tight time frame. Yeah. So I don't know how the barrel rusts, hmm. unless it was already kind of shitty. If had blood on it or something that might have helped. That might have helped. I don't know. Uh, so police run the serial number. I like how you just look down. Like that's all you gotta do. <laughs> Come on, cops, look down. I mean, a lot of times I, I feel like cops uh, just get lucky. Just get yeah. real lucky. Uh, he looks down. They run the serial. Or they they run the serial number. Uh, the gun belongs to Ernest's uh, mom's brother. So his uncle. Yeah, he has access to it. Yeah. Uh, ballistics show. Family, am I right? <sighs> Tell me about it. Uh, ballistics show that this is the murder weapon. So Ernest uh, Jr. is charged with three counts of first degree murder. Uh, and the state seeks the death penalty. Scott is charged as an accomplice and is held without bail. Uh, and Scott makes a plea, agrees to a plea, uh, plea deal. Agrees to plead guilty yeah. in a plea deal. There's how I need to say that. Yeah. Uh, and he pleads charges. guilty. Yeah, he pleads guilty to three counts of third degree murder, uh, and gives and is given a 12 to 25 year sentence before he becomes eligible for parole. Uh-huh. So I know we kind of talked last week about our feelings on the death penalty. Oh yeah. <clears throat> what do you think about that? Like, so he's pretty involved, but not. Really yeah, Scott, involved. Definitely, I don't think so. Twelve to twenty-five years seems like yeah, about the right thing to do. That's really what happened. I mean, if it comes out that, I mean, like Ernest, he just drove yeah, him Ernest there to say that that's not what happened. If they, you know, I'm sure if he was in there, they would have evidence of it. So Scott's kind of just an idiot. Yeah, taking along for the ride. Yeah, should serve. Yeah, he definitely should serve some time. Yeah, though. yeah. I mean, to me, that sounds. I'm with you. Twelve to twenty-five is about. Yeah, it sounds about right. I would 
prefer to go to that 25. Yeah. Like, go ahead and Especially give him the full. too, if it helps him convict Ernest. Yeah. Because I mean, that's going to give the other the remaining family peace. So, while so, Ernest is in jail waiting for his trial. Ernest goes to jail? Ernest goes to jail. He uh, Ernest attempts to hire a hitman through another prisoner. Uh-huh. Uh, a guy named James Meddings from West Virginia. All right. Um, and he wants James to kill Frankie Ramos and make it look like a suicide and plant a note saying that he killed Gene, ah, okay. Victoria, and Izzy. Yeah. Uh, James tells the authorities. Well, a prisoner you can't trust? <laughs> it's crazy, right? Uh they get a hold of a, D- a DEA agent in West Virginia uh, who poses as the as the hitman. Uh-huh. And there's contact between him and uh, uh, Ernest. Oh, Ernest, yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's actually a recording. I couldn't – I tried to find it. Yeah. Of uh, uh, Ernest basically just being like, yeah, I just want to get this taken care of. And uh, they use a code word to discuss killing Frankie, and they – Use the code word tank. Okay. So basically, like, yeah, like, let me know when tank is dead. You know, yeah. whatever. So we take the trash out. I'll get back to that here in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but so at trial, um, the three counts of murder are combined. Hold on, I just went all the way back to the beginning of the story. Uh, where am I at here? Um, at trial, the three counts of murder are combined with the sexual offenses. And the uh, solicitation to have Ramos killed. Yeah. So he's got a lot, a lot whatever. going up against him. Uh, Scott testifies for the prosecution, states that uh, when Ernest, uh, he, so while he's testifying, he says that when Ernest uh, came back home after the uh, whole thing of getting, he gets out on bail for uh-huh. sexual stuff, uh, he, he, like, he immediately says, I'm going to shoot Gene. He's been talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Scott goes on to describe the trip in a little bit more details. He says on December 24th, um, you know, again, uh, Ernest claims that he just wants to go get his dog. Uh, and then they, the trip, like they go to like, there's some random shit that they do mm-hmm. on this trip. Uh, they go to a gas station and the surveillance video basically details their trip. Yeah. It get, catches them all over the place. To back up what Scott says happened. So, Scott says, uh, um, when they get in Middletown, uh, you know, Ernest tells him to stop the vehicle about a month away. Um, and he says that, uh, Scott, Ernest tells him that he wants him to stop here because he wants to be able to go down this back, this rear, the back road, uh-huh. you know, back the side alley. of the house. Yeah, alley. Yeah. It's a good word for it. <laughs> People should use that. Uh, I'll make a call as soon as we're done. So he parks the car. He waits for Ernest. Um, about ten minutes later, Ernest comes back. He's shaking, like we said before. Tells him, you know, drive off into these fucking woods. And uh, he says, as they're driving, he kind of looks in the rearview mirror and he can see like a shotgun laying back there. Which I really don't know where the shot. Like he apparently never had to use the shotgun. Yeah. I guess it was just in case. Yeah. Um, he sees Ernest leave the vehicle with the guns. Um. And then when Ernest gets back, he tells him, here's what our alibi is. And I'm assuming at this point, Scott's like, let me write this down. Oh, yeah. You know. like, <laughs> Which I guess if you see your brother take some guns off in the woods 
and this night has been what it is, you're, you probably are kind of nervous. And you're like, yeah. let me let me write this shit down. Maybe a little tired, drunk, like you said. Who knows I mean, what they were doing? Probably six, seven a.m. by now. If the hot killings happened at four a.m., it's two and a half hour drive. I mean, yeah. And they went past where they, you know, where they live. So this is seven, eight a.m. Uh, so Ernest and his lawyers try to get the uh, testimony that was originally given by Victoria and Izzy about the sexual assault. Uh-huh. They try to get that thrown out because they're not around anymore. To, yeah, yeah. But uh, since the theory that the prosecution has is that they were killed to prevent further testimony, yeah, hide this. it's a part of the murder. Yeah, it's a part of the case, so it's sta- it stays. Yeah. Um. So the hiring the hitman overruled. The hiring the hitman thing, uh, not Bret Hart. Yeah. Uh, hiring a hitman. Um. The defense. I love this. The defense tries to argue. That, yes, Ernest did attempt to hire this guy to kill Frankie Ramos, but only, only because his wife and his two kids were killed, and he believed strongly it was Frankie. So it was just a revenge killing for him. He was trying to get vengeance. That did not, they didn't, that didn't get bought. Ernest gets vengeance. (laughs) So... Creepy door noise. Jesus Dale's Christ. Here. Uh, <laughs> My heart just stopped. The, uh, uh, yeah, so then um, they, they're they also trying to get the sexual offenses thrown out. Uh-huh. Uh, and they finally do. Uh, he's finally acquitted of those because they can't. There really is no yeah. more. They can't get more testimony. Yeah. And he fought so hard for that because just in case he could win a uh, appeal at some point to get... To not get the death sentence mm-hmm. and to get life with possibility of parole, it would look way better for him if he didn't also have sexual offenses. Yeah, if he wasn't a sex offender. So they do get rid of that, but uh, he is sentenced to three death sentences. Wow. So he killed three times. Yeah. Uh, like he's it. had a ton of various appeals. He's had a lot of appeals. He is still still on death row at this time. Um, as of the time of this, of that I found the information of this, um, the Pennsylvania's governor uh, has a moratorium on executions. Yeah. Uh, but old Ernest is sitting there on death row right now. Ernest goes to death row. Ernest goes to death row. Good. Fuck that. Um, yeah. Fuck that dude. Uh, and even though they did try to, um, once he was acquitted of the sexual offense charges. Uh-huh. They went the further step to try to get those charges taken off his criminal arrest record, like expunge those, and they would not go for that. They were like, "No, nah, you're, no, nah, you're keeping that label though. Yeah, like you're, you're gonna, sh- we're gonna show that you were arrested for it. Yeah. So, which is a nice little fuck you. So even um, if he does get out and gets into like general population, yeah, he's still, it's still there. It's like he fucked his daughters and killed them, and right, he's just a piece of shit. Um. So, yeah, he's had a ton of appeals broken. I showed you the picture of the guy. Oh, creepy as fuck. Creepy looking guy. Uh, real piece of shit. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that is... Scott's out by now. If he had 12 Scott, to 25. Scott, so 12 to 25. He could be out now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of... Hopefully she went to the grandma, or I guess the great-grandma, in this case, since... So let me see here. actually killed, too. Yeah, it doesn't really... Uh... He's still, I think he's still in there. Okay. So. 
Learning his lesson. I mean, yeah, he needs to he needs to be in there for a while. He if this is him you see here. Uh I mean he probably you know, he could have stopped it, he could have just not drove him. Yeah, I'd definitely say that's the younger brother. Yeah. Right. Little Scotty. Yeah. Ginger fuck. He looks sad. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Kind of hope they both die. The whole thing's sad. Yeah. Uh, pretty awful story. Christmas Eve. Uh, you did it again, pal. You did it again, man. Yeah. Uh, before we go to an ad, ad break, take uh-huh. an ad break here. Uh, you know, uh, what's your, uh, any more thoughts on this one? Uh, I know last week, like you said, we talked about the death penalty, but I wouldn't mind if that guy got killed, you know, by lethal injection. I mean, that's just, he's just a piece of shit. I wanted to ask, so I wanted to ask you. And this, like, do not take this as, like, a personal, like, me trying to be like, you know, my side is right. Uh-huh. Uh, I just kind of am curious about this. And I think this would be a question that I like to ask a lot of people that are against the death penalty. Uh-huh. So, like, unless you're, unless you're like, close to the case, right? Unless yeah. you're, like, a family member, a friend, somebody very invested in this case. If, uh, who were we talking about last week? Um, the daughter and the boyfriend. The daughter and the boyfriend. Yeah. So, you don't know them from, you know, any other stranger, yeah. right? So, if I tell you on a Friday, uh, these two people are in prison, and then I tell you that Friday that they get life in prison, uh, no death penalty, though. Mm-hmm. So, then, like, that's on a Friday. Then... Let's say then in an alternate universe, I tell you they're in prison and they get the death penalty, and I tell you that on two Fridays in different alt- in universes, on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you don't know these people. Yeah. How much do you really think about that though? Does that mean does it mean anything to you past that going forward? Do you ever think about that again? Probably not. I mean. Probably not. Like yeah, it just not like if they're not like if it's not like related to me or. It's like you said, just I don't know their crimes. Or... I find it very funny that people, like, and again, not saying you, because uh-huh. I'm like, but I'm I, not definite, like, one way or another on anything. Yeah. So, like, I would like, you know, to think that, you know, the death penalty doesn't, it, like I said, case by case. Right. Like, I get, like, you know, there's, we have way too many people that get uh, killed on death row yeah. that were later proven innocent. Uh-huh. Like, that happens way too fucking much. Yeah. And it needs to not happen. Yeah. And we get way too many people that are get death, uh, Maybe get the death sentence for uh, crimes that maybe shouldn't warrant the death penalty. I get all that. But, like, this guy's case, Ernest. Yeah. Let's fucking kill Ernest. Yeah. Like, why? There's no redeeming quality. Like, you always get the group of people outside the prison that have the stop, you know, end whatever. And I'm like, yeah. but do we need to end it? Uh, like, do you know what he did? Like, like, maybe show him the crime scene photos. Can we not just let Ernest get killed and then <laughs> go about, like, just go on... With our day, mm. I don't know. Yeah. We're not gonna win. We're not gonna. We're not gonna settle anything. I just, I had. I just, yeah. Either death penalty or life in prison. Either way, like he's not gonna be out in public, you know, or out in, you know, out in the world. I love that he thought that he would possibly win a appeal at some point and wanted to get the sexual yeah. charges just because he really had it in his head that he was probably gonna be able to get an appeal to no longer be on death row, but also to get parole. Yeah. Like you killed, you know. You killed your kids and your mom or your wife. He did it. Yeah. Yeah. Piece of shit. All right, let's go to an ad. All right. 
What an incredible ad break. <laughs> it's really not. It's not good. We need to record it, uh, re-record it. It makes me want to start a podcast. <laughs> uh, if, uh, you know, at some point we we will re-record it. So and it won't be from the bottom of a trash can. It won't be. Yeah, we we had we only it's had like I trapped you in a well, and I was like, do it, record the ad. We only had one mic at the time. <laughs> Sound wasn't great. Uh, but I think once we do re-record one, it replaces the the old one in the podcast. I think. I hope. So if you're listening to this like way later, you may have no idea what we're talking about yeah. right now. You may have heard an awesome ad. If it's like 2035 and you're listening <laughs> to this. Like, tell me how I died. Yeah, yeah. How did I go? Was it peaceful, or was it in a blaze of glory, stealing back my vehicle? Or what if that they're telling the story about it on a pod, future podcast? If it was Dale, <laughs> for the record, I want Dale dead. Yeah. All right. If 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 he killed me yeah. is what I'm saying. Lethal. Inject, not like me right now. Lethal inject him right before you put him on the electric. Chair. I'm not saying me but, right now yeah. in 2020. Want Dale dead? Yeah. I'm saying 2035. Yeah, 2035 after Dale kills me. You. That has been killed by Dale. Yeah. Me, I want him dead. <laughs> Snuff him out. Right. All right. So what do we got coming up? We got the best segment in all of podcasting. We got Joel's feel goods. Feels good. All right, another good feel, good feel good. I could just I could see Bo Jackson running circles around everybody. Yep. And Tecmo bowling his way into the end zone right there. Feels good. Feels good. Sounds good. Bo knows. All right. You can this, say it with anything. This week, uh, say it with uh, Dolly Parton because that's what this week's feel good's about. <sighs> good old Dolly Parton, and she's always made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, uh, Is that the feel goods? That's the whole thing. I think most of the world loves Dolly Parton for two very big reasons. Right. Two very big, unforgettable reasons. Okay. Her music career in Dolly World. Of course, yes. Or is it mm-hmm. Dollywood? Dollywood. 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 <laughs> what would Dollywood do? That's not how you should have said that. No. But Dolly, Dolly Parton's in She's the She's had news. a big uh, resurgence here recently. Yeah. Well deserved. Huge. Big old resurgence, <laughs> but she's uh, she's in the news because she saved the little girl's life. Did you see that? That's what I knew we were talking about. Okay, I didn't know if you saw. As soon as she showed me that it was Dolly Parton, I was like, "Well, I went down a deep Dolly hole, so I got a couple <laughs> more after this one." That's not funny. It was a deep, deep Dolly hole, but she saved the she little is from girl's the holler. life. Uh, she was working on her Netflix special, Christmas on the Square. When she jumped into action, saving the life of a nine-year-old girl, an actress named Talia Hill. She's, right. a, she's an actress and a dancer. She's on the little movie there on Netflix. Why does it got to be a little movie? Uh, Why you got to demean it like that? Because it's Christmas, man. It's not going to matter in like two weeks. True. Fact. <laughs> not, for also, no, not for another It's also weeks. like a musical special. Yeah. Those don't last. Yeah. To me, it's like, oh, cute. We're it's probably like, completely wrong about that. It's so little and sweet. People but, probably love them. <laughs> hey, this supposed to be a feel-good. I'm sorry. God Go on, man. So in an interview, Talia revealed the incident. Like, Dolly didn't even talk about it. The little girl came Dolly out. Dolly doesn't need that kind of... <laughs> she doesn't need to talk about shit. Talia was quoted as saying, We were on set, and I was at the hot chocolate station. Which, I want to be an actor. <laughs> You're on set at the hot chocolate station? Sign okay. me up. And they said, Go back to your beginning positions. Dolly so they- has... Dolly's... Even Dolly's musical or uh, movie sets are just magical yeah. places. Yeah, with hot, hot chocolate, chocolate stations. stations. 
fried marshmallows and like, oh, I want some hot chocolate now. So she, Talia, oh, did, Talia like, goes on to say, hey, there was a vehicle moving and I was walking and then suddenly somebody grabbed me and pulled me back and it was Dolly Parton. Talia says she was in shock after the incident, but she heard Parton tell her, well, I am an angel, you know, referring to her role on the film. It doesn't call the film Little in the news. Good. And the little girl said Dolly hugged her tight and shook her and kept saying, I saved your life. A little weird. A little weird. Little, I just imagine you're just, ah, I saved your aggressive, life. A little aggressive. But yeah, she, uh, Dolly Parton saved It reminds little... me of the, uh, uh, I do not remember what scene it is, but like, oh, it's uh, Billy Madison. When he yeah. grabs the little oh, chubby yeah. kid's Don't cheeks. Don't say that. It just, I saved your life. <laughs> So that was uh, Dolly Parton saved the little girl's life. Good for Dolly Parton. And I, uh, so like I said, I went down a deep Dolly hole. Okay. I, <laughs> I'll keep saying it. I googled. I didn't uh, like that you looked at me in the eyes when you said it. That was what bothered me. I googled Dolly Parton headlines, and there's a lot of good ones out there. All there's right. nothing negative about Dolly Parton. No. First off, you're not gonna find and any you, scandalous if you shit on her. Besmirch Dolly Parton's name. Yeah. I will fight you. I will too, Dale. So <laughs> uh, Dolly helped fund the COVID vaccine. Did you know that? Yep. She donated $1 million to scientists who worked on the vaccine, and uh, they said they were able to develop it 10 times faster because of that money, probably. Said vaccine, 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 vaccine. I can't sing like Dolly. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, man. That was a feel bad. That was a feel bad. (laughs) But yeah, they they were able to to develop the vaccine 10 times faster. I don't know if that's true, but okay. The scientist said it. It was on a news story in the internet. All right, well... Quoted by a scientist. I don't know. If Why are you ruining my feel goods right now? <laughs> I don't know if they did the research. All right, yeah, I'm, really I'm, I'm deep down it. in my dolly hole. Stop saying <laughs> dolly <laughs> you're hole. Just, you're trying to ruin them. You're ruining it with right, your dolly hole. One, all right, Dolly Parton also supports the Black Lives Matter movement. Movement. Yeah. She's the moment. awesome. The moment. It's more than moment. It's a movement. But I just like the quote that she's that they use in the news article. Uh, she's quoted as saying, "Dolly Parton, of course, Black Lives Matter." Do we think our little white asses are the only ones who matter? No. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, and that's why Dolly Parton's awesome. She always has been great. That and those awesome cans. There you go. Oh, beans. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that was that was a feel good. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's always good. For, I don't mean <laughs> it this way. I like I'm saying I was gonna say Dolly Parton's always good for some feel goods. Yeah. And I do not mean that in a weird <laughs> sexual way. How would you mean it? I mean that in she's a delightful person. Uh-huh. Uh always funny. Yeah. In every interview she's ever been in. She seems really she's sweet fucking down to earth. Yep. Country as shit. Obviously. Music's great. Yep. Yeah. Very attractive lady though. Like Big she's like seventy boobs. something. Yeah. I I think we seventy four, seventy five. You think I'd know with all the when I was deep in that dolly Still hole. fucking drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. Apparently it's going to be on the Playboy cover. I don't Or she just, said she, she'd be she down would do for it. it. Yeah. But I think Playboy's like just online now. That's probably true. Which, you, naked women online. Yeah, right. I wish. <laughs> Good luck finding that. I wish. Give me a second to Google search for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blow your mind. As long as, okay. Don't say what <laughs> okay. you're thinking. I won't. That's my feel goods, Dolly Parton. I liked it. Anytime we can talk about Dolly Parton on Downport, uh, any old country, if you want to talk about it, let's do that. Uh, I'd hey, rather not. We're on social media. Yep. Did you know that? As the podcast, as ourselves. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm on there too. Uh, we're on Twitter. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow Joel at uh, the 
Joel MG. Uh huh. I'm private, so you just but I'll let you. Just come and knock on my door. You just got to be like, middle aged mediocre sent me. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at born. Just don't work where I work, and I'll let you follow me. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at born into filth. Uh, I've been thinking about following you on Twitter. It'd be nice if you did. Okay. I think it'd be you know. Maybe for Christmas. Be friendly of you. Maybe for Christmas right. next year. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what Santa brings. Uh. I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, like, Twitter's a weird place. Oh, um, yeah. Like, do you know about, like, Twitter communities? No. So, like, I don't, like, there's, like, basically anything you can think of. There's a community of those, uh, for those people, for people that are into whatever that community is. Yeah. And, like, they all follow each other. They all have their own little things. Like, they all have their own little languages, basically. Okay. Like, uh, there's a whole... There's a whole. I'm obviously not cool enough. For there's a whole black Twitter. Okay. Like there's just a whole side of Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. Like, uh, it's, it's called Black Twitter. Uh-huh. I mean, there's just a bunch of shit. But there's also like a, uh, like any political side you're on, or sure. like little tiny pieces of political. There's a whole community for that. So like, I was thinking about how like if you follow me, I like, follow you. That was just a joke. My Twitter like. I can't imagine being a person that's in one of those communities uh-huh. and strictly making your Twitter like this is what I talk about. Yeah, and a lot of people I follow do that. It's I like twenty four seven. We talk about this issue. Yeah, and nothing else. Yeah, I see that some. Yeah, it's like I was just thinking about how mine is like super political, and then here's my here's me losing bets. Yep. Here's some sports talk. Here's a dumb thing I thought of. Yep. But then other people I see are like serious, 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 serious. All serious. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like being serious. Yeah, I was just thinking about like like if people follow me, if they, if they're into that kind of thing, if it Uh, annoys them that like people don't stick to something. You're all over the place. Yeah. I mean, that's how our minds are. That's how my mind is. Yeah, I can't focus on one thing for long. I get I get really into something Uh for like a few weeks, and then I it's always there. But then I also have then I suddenly focus on something else yeah. while I keep that one thing still there. But then I also want to talk about this thing. It's like at home where like I'm watching TV, playing the Switch, and looking on my phone. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. But I mean, that's I just try to keep my mind freaking act like active and kind of distracted. I guess. Yeah, I don't distractions want it, like, are good. Yeah, like the more shit that's on that I'm looking at, like the less I have to think and deal with the shit going on in my head. You're your big, uh, so you're, yeah, your big Animal Crossing. Oh man! Person, right? Can you? I had to get some in before I came over here. I got off work, took a nap, played some Animal Crossing, came over here to record. Can random people find you on that? Like, how does that work? They can. Like, uh, if someone follows me on Twitter and wants to, I can put a code out. I can open my gates and put a code out. Hey, you asked, okay? Don't start <laughs> scoffing at this shit. All right? I wasn't scoffing. I was laughing. I'm Animal Crossing for life. I've never played it before the Switch. I played it to get close to Lily, my daughter, because she has an island. She comes over to my island. It's something Islands, we can, yeah. Yeah, something yeah. we can do together. But I have like 250 hours into my island now. Okay. Like, I have a wrestling Way ring. more time than you put in your own life. Way more. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I can't fix anything in my life. Right, right. I cannot fix a single thing about my life. So I go on there, and it's like, I'm in control of everything. Like, oh, I want to put a tiki torch right here next to this table and like i just you can get a tiki torch like, for me explaining it to people it just sounds like the dumbest like i have friends who just give me so much shit called a waste of time you know it's like well it's not really a waste of time because like it's just 
It's it's like how I relax. It's how I right. unwind. You know, a lot of times like I can just play a Switch or it's handheld. I watch TV and I play it. You know. I feel like if you enjoy something and it's not hurting anybody, yeah, nothing, nothing That's like how I am. nothing like, that you enjoy that doesn't hurt other people or or intrude on other people's lives yeah. is a bad waste of time. Live and let live. Yeah, yeah. So I really enjoy, it. but yeah, people can if they become my friends on Nintendo, then I can open my gates to friends. And okay, all friends can come over, or it gives you a code, and I can put that code out there, open up my island, and people can come see it. Well, there you I guys have go. Four star island. Is, all right, what, out of five. Out of five. Okay. So I'm. I, I, I got a fifty. I was a three, and I just overhauled everything. Fell down to a Tuzar Island. Those were some dark days. Those are some dark days. I try not to think about the two star days anymore because I'm back uh, up to you. four. Because I put I put the work in, and I'm back up to four stars now. Man, I think you're a five star man. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I think you're gonna be there soon. Oh man, I hope so. Uh, but yeah, if you guys uh, play <laughs> Animal Crossing. Follow Joel on Twitter. Get a hold of him. Yeah. Uh, go to his island. You guys can. Sure. That'd be cool. Yep. The, at the Joel MG. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter. And then he'll, yeah, hook, he'll hook you up with Animal yeah, Crossing codes. Animal Cross together. Uh, if you want to follow us as our show on Twitter, uh, you can do that at Mid-Age Mediocre. Uh, Middle-Aged Mediocre was already taken. Yep. Um, it was one person had it. They made one tweet that said. Like, Ten years ago, that said uh, uh, something about the worst thing to be in life is middle-aged and mediocre, <laughs> and I stand by that. Yeah. That is good quote. I wish maybe we went back in the past with a time machine and, and made that. that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was from a. We were black ladies in the past. Oh. Uh, but yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at midage mediocre m i d a g e mediocre. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash middle-aged and mediocre and you can follow us on instagram at middle-aged and mediocre uh we'd also love if you submitted uh your own stories to us uh you can email us those at middle-aged mediocre at gmail.com and in the uh you know subject just whatever my story whatever you want to put but uh if you got paranormal stories anything weird happened to you uh, if you got weird crime shit that you know about, confess a murder. If you want to confess to something, let yeah. us know. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've done one listener submitted story so far, mm-hmm. a couple episodes back. We'd love to do more. List how many toilets were in the house. <laughs> Joel's very particular about how many toilets you can have in a house. Uh, I've never met somebody so involved and invested in toilets. Uh, I used to live in an apartment with two toilets. Does that bother you? Wow. It was one and a half, technically. I mean, two toilets were in there, but it was like a hat, one and a half bath. Yeah, I've which is weird. Uh, but yeah, it's so next it's week, just a closet with the toilet. This episode uh, that you're listening to right now, uh, of course, will be made available as of the 21st. We will be back with a new episode on December 28th, and I believe um, I'm going to make that one um, something possibly paranormal. All right, cool. Or weird. Yeah. Something strange and unusual, uh, which we do that here, too. We talk about paranormal things. We talk about UFOs, cults. Yeah. Uh, you heard the intro. I did. You know what we're all about. I've been here for most of them. You've been here for a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. Except for the secret ones I record yeah. that you don't know about. You just use my, uh, we, we always say that I have that voice, the little, you know, where I'm, uh-huh. The soundboard? Yeah, sure. I, yeah. I have a Joel soundboard. Yeah, I still have it. I have the file. My files. reactions. Yeah. Yep. You can do a whole episode. This whole episode's been that. Uh-huh. Joel's not... He hasn't been here the whole time. Sure. Yeah? Oh, wow. 
Jesus. Ugh. Bye. Oh. Uh, and uh, he shot me. He didn't though. <laughs> yeah. I was saved by by Jesus. Man, it didn't shoot. <laughs> Don't look Damn down it. the barrel of a. It's a Nerf. Gun. I know, but still. If you didn't like this one, if you hated this episode, we're sorry. We'll try to do better next time. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Dale. Until then, uh, other than Dale number three, the Intimidator ain't never been no good Dales.